Hey, welcome to Romance Happy Hour. I'm Dylan Crush, and I am here with Don Ludicky over there. Yeah. And tonight we have our guest authors, Megan Ryder and Deborah Elise. Thanks for joining us. We're super excited that you were able to make it on this. I know it's like a pre-holiday weekend, so I don't yeah. know if people are out and about tonight. But yeah, we're... Yeah. Diehards will be. Yeah, yep. it's, it's we're been a here. crazy week. It's been a busy oh, week. Nuts. Yeah. Crazy. Hey, Casey. Casey Yay. said she was going to tune in to, to keep us company tonight. So yeah. we got a couple people joining in. But yeah, Dawn, what have you been up to? Have you fully recovered from your Spartan race? I know you had just completed that last time we were yeah. live. Yes, I have. Um, there is Good. still some dirt in my socks, um, <laughs> even though they've been washed several times. But I haven't even tried my ten tennis shoes on, but... Do you yeah, have so, more than one pair of socks on, or do I need I to do, I okay. do, but those are my favorite ones. Okay. They're thick, they're running socks, you know. I've had them forever, and they have no holes, and I don't nice. know how. They're like my oldest socks with no holes, so they're like, yeah, they're quality. I, that's why I wore them, because the mm -hmm. last time my socks got holes in the toes from Ouch. just the race alone, so yeah, yeah. So now I, okay, so I got to plug myself. I'm sorry, but super mom <laughs> is tonight, right? Like by the time romance half air gets over super mom, um, no, it doesn't end, but the quarterfinals ends tonight at eight o'clock our okay. well, my time, nine o'clock your time. So go vote for me for anybody that's on just, you know, pop those votes in. That's so what I've been doing. Last day to make it count. You've been, you've been well for this that. round yeah what do you call that when you're um campaigning God. yeah I don't campaigning know. for super mom sorry yeah yeah and there's there's only two weeks left if i win if i win this round today um the next round ends next week and then the final round ends the following week so i really want to win i want that What's the prize? the prize is a two-page spread in women's world magazine about you nice. and your business huh? So that's why I want to win. Yeah, it's also twenty thousand dollars in a vacation to Palm Springs. So, <laughs> like all and of that, I really want. Yeah, no, you know what? Here, I'll I'll post the link. Okay, there you go, John. Yeah. Pop it, pop it in the comments. I'm pop it in the comments because every time yeah. I see you post, I vote. I forget to go every day, yeah. but every time I see you post it, I go vote. Yeah, and it 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 um all the hero votes uh, benefits the children's the miracle network so oh, okay. yeah, we'll deductible. even show it on the screen Yay. <laughs> Yay. So, so vote for, Dawn don't for, vote for me because by the time we're done with this show we'll all either be a winner or a loser so <laughs> <laughs> you'll always yeah, yeah. be a winner to us Don. i know thank you yeah so speaking the, of did you, you know, it's national wine day. I was telling you that before we went live. It and is have, national wine day. And I didn't know that before I got my drink because you told me and I'm, I have white claw. So I feel like I'm like betraying oh. national wine day, but I will have a glass of wine later to okay. make up to for even it, it to right. even it out. Um, right. Other than that, the only thing I've been doing is, I mean, I've been trying to write, plot out my next firefighter book. Um, but it was my boys, both of my boys' birthday is this week. 
which is why I did the birthday uh, cake drink um, for today. Because when you're uh, doing those birthdays, that's what you need. We had um, 12 kids at a birthday party last weekend, and 10 of them slept over. Oh, boy. And they were boys. And I was tired for three days afterwards. And my poor husband. Hopefully you didn't give them the birthday drink. No, I didn't. No. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely me. Or was that how you got them to fall asleep? It was after. It was after. No, they did not fall asleep. It was like 3 a.m. And I'm like, boys, I mean. But luckily we had a tent. Eight and nine. and Well, nine and ten now. So, yeah. And um, we had the trampoline. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh trampoline in a tent and where I'm like go outside <laughs> go sleep out there the old lady neighbors they'll probably hear you and I'll just apologize later but mm-hmm. <laughs> you know Good so times. that's what I've been doing yeah yeah going camping for Memorial Day weekend what are you doing I, I thought you would be at the cabin um you know no I am going to Texas on Sunday mm. So I'm going to visit my mom and my sister, and then I have a thing in Dallas that I'm doing next week, and then I'll be home next Saturday. Nice. And then my kiddo comes home um, a week from Monday. Like for the whole summer? My kiddo's been in um, Africa for the past three weeks. Oh, okay. For a class. So That's amazing. Nice. How's she liking it? Um, loves it, loves it. But you know what is so amazing is um, we're using WhatsApp and we just video called today. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's so crazy to think, you know, just technology has made the world just so yeah. small. Um, I haven't thought know. of WhatsApp. I've been Instagram face or message, like uh, videoing my son in Japan. So mm-hmm. WhatsApp is, that's a good option, I guess. I've never, I didn't think of that. Well, because on WhatsApp, they can just use um, Wi-Fi. And mm. well, I mean, I guess you can do that on Instagram too, but I don't know. It was just super easy. Yeah. All you need is a phone number. You don't have to have an account or anything. You just need a phone number. Mm. It was, it's been great. So nice. yeah. Cool. So yeah, so I'm going to be in Texas. I'm going to be getting Mexican food next week. Um, this time next week, I will be probably four days into Tex-Mex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, get to see my mom and my sister and, and that side of the family for a little bit. Nice. And um, I've been writing, lots and lots Good. of writing. So yeah, I was up at the cabin last week though, mm. for a little bit. Did myself. you see your, Did you see your beavers? I did not. No, <laughs> I did not. The nuisance beavers have been quiet, although my husband is going to go up tomorrow and he is going to go to the Lake Association meeting. So oh. I will make sure that he gets the latest beaver news. So okay. you know, Deborah nice. has not been here before. She does not well, I, know. She doesn't know her. Yeah. From like the last session or the session before, and you guys, one of you has a beaver in your story in one of your books or more than yeah, one of yeah. your books. Okay. Several of our books. Okay. Yeah, we... It it all started because we have this tiny cabin in northern Minnesota, and I'll make a very long story short, but um, there are nuisance beavers on our lake, and they talked about it at our lake association meeting. And, of course, as 
the only romance author in the room every time they were talking about the nuisance beavers and we were all going to have to pitch in to hire a professional beaver trapper. And I mean, I was just like this with my husband and I mean, it was just, I don't know. So I came back and we talked about it. And ever since then, it's been a, it's been a running joke. And so, so we have put beavers in our books and yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Well, you know, my father-in-law, and my brother-in-law have started a business and they're gopher killers. Oh, yeah. So I kind of, that's what made me laugh when I thought of that. And I was like, oh, okay. I don't you know. You have if to ask them if they've ever seen book. any wild beavers that, that have yeah. been causing a nuisance out in, on any of their escapades. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do they like come onto people's property and like, like eat their plants or shrubs or what do they do? No, they just dam up the lake and they then um, their it, usual it, beaver it, stuff. They don't do like extra beaver yeah. stuff. No, typical. although, okay. although we did have one living under our bunkhouse um, because I've seen it multiple times scurrying across the grass. And oh. so, so we have had beaver sightings up at the, up the cabin oh, as well. Wow. It's always very yeah. exciting when there's a beaver sighting, but now, yes, but now so everything everything is beavers uh, we have a, a little mm-hmm. wooden carved beaver up at the lake and everything is beavers i sent dawn a bucky's beaver christmas onesie that yeah. we to our holiday yes <laughs> and I, I i actually packed it today for my camp trip this weekend awesome. it's supposed to be chilly so i'm like i'm gonna walk around as a beaver i don't even care mm-hmm. <laughs> i love my beaver onesie although you know now that i'm kind of as at a certain age, it's a little too warm for me. So um, yeah. in the dead of winter, I can wear it outside. But other than that, it, it's a little warm. Yeah. But, um, Deborah and Megan, <laughs> welcome. Um, <laughs> let's have you guys introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you're working on. And I see we've got Karen already in the yeah. uh, in the comments posting questions. Yes, she's That's ready. Awesome. So don't don't let that intimidate you. There's plenty no. of time to get to all those questions. But Deborah, I know you are a first timer here. So do you want to introduce yourself yeah. and tell us a little bit about what you write and if you're comfortable sharing where you write from and all that good stuff? Sure. Um, I write steamy later in life, uh, short novel length romances, um, usually insta love, but I've I, done some where you know your friends to lovers enemies to lovers so they do know each other but I've kindly kind of fallen in love with the insta love format and um I just had a book come out this week in the iron h ranch series and um that's called bidding on a cowboy so if you like cowboys you can go check that one out on amazon it's in ku right now I'm currently working on um, another short romance in um, the Club Curve series with a bunch of, uh, I don't know, I guess there's like 27 of us. And so that's going to be another kind of insta-love, but it's a forbidden romance, um, uh, workplace romance in a hospital. Um, so I'm, I got to get that one done in the next two days and get it loaded up. I always seem to like do my best work in a frenzy, like in the last three or four days, especially when I want to rewrite the first chapter. Mm -hmm. 
so that's kind of been what I've been working on this week. And um, I like to call that being deadline oriented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, um, you know, like behind schedule and all that, I I just call myself a very deadline oriented person. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I tried to be a plotter this year, earlier in the year. I've always been a pantser and I just failed miserably and I made myself crazy. Um, so I've gone back to, you know, maybe just doing a little sketch of my characters. I know where I want it to go, what tropes I want. And then I just go. Yeah. So, and that makes me very happy. So, and it makes my husband happy because then I'm not, you know, complaining to him that I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I can't even follow, you know, (laughs) ABCD without something happening. So, yeah. So that's what I've been working on. And I do have some paranormal coming out later in the year. And I'm also going to be under Deborah Lease for that. Um, and those will be a little bit longer. But right now I'm kind of focusing on the, the novella length. length. Fun. So, yeah. yeah I love and I, I'm in northern Idaho. Um, oh. I don't know. Yes, where? I live Coeur d'Alene. Okay. So we're uh, kind of neighbors. I'm in Montana. Hi, neighbor. What part? Um, Missoula. Well, the Bitterroot, the Bitterroot, but, um, my aunt has, uh, has, um, oh gosh, St. Marie's maybe I can't remember now, but she's got some, uh, camp, like a camp spot on the river there. And so we go there every year and have like a little, yeah. Yeah. I love love it. We'll have to get together sometime next time I'm over that way. I actually grew up in Post Falls, which, which is just like a 10-minute drive. I graduated, and then I decided this area was just too small for me, so I left. And I went to California, lived with some relatives, and hated the big city. Um, and then, I, I, you know, I probably lived here, well, I'm 55, so I probably lived here a good 40-plus years on and off. And I, I can't see myself living anywhere else. Yeah. It's just beautiful I feel here. You. Four seasons. I mean, yeah, we, we've gotten some growth and we're going through growing mm-hmm. pains because everybody came here during the pandemic. Yeah, um, here too. Yeah, but um, it's still a great place to live, raise our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my husband um, is a transplant from Southern Idaho. So my, where at? Uh, Pocatello. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. lived in um, just South of Pocatello. Um, Preston, Idaho. Yeah, um, I, I lived there. I, and lived there. Yeah. I graduated from Idaho Falls. Graduated high school from there, so we've no been back way. and forth, Idaho, Montana. Yeah, and my sister lives in Boise. We're actually going camping down um, by Ledore this weekend, so we're heard headed. Heard my sister's down. It's, it's yeah. past Chalice Hot Springs and Salmon and stuff like that. So. Yeah. We still yeah. have a, oh, Idaho. Yeah, we have um, family on both sides down in Boise, Amon. Yeah. Um, I yeah. know they, they've got a place where they go um, camping in Island Park, mm-hmm. which isn't too far away. I think that's yeah. over across the border, though. Um, but yeah, so I've been down there for that. But I still yeah. like North Idaho better. North Idaho is stunning. It's beautiful. Yeah. Portland is like a gorgeous area of Idaho. I love it there. Yeah. I've yeah. written it in a couple of books because of my historical Westerns, you know, kind of oh, nice. going like, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah so my the in. city, yeah, in my um, Tangling series is based on Coeur d'Alene, mm -hmm. and but I, I gave it uh, a different name. I call it Pineville. Um, but it's like, you know, when I think yeah. of Pineville, it's like all of the landmarks and everything of Coeur d'Alene and make, made some stuff up to, I guess, protect the innocent, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what you gotta do. <laughs> Love it. Oh, yay. I'm real. I'm really excited that you're so close. So we'll have to get together sometime and have coffee. Yeah. Next time I'm yeah. <laughs> and and what is close when you're talking about Montana and Idaho? Uh, you know, are you like six hours three, away? Three or four hours? <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, I my husband's in Dillon. I was like, yeah. what is yeah, this close thing? Like three hours. <laughs> okay. So if you met in the middle, I mean, there might not yeah. be somewhere to have yeah. coffee in the middle, but you'd be like an hour and a half. You bring, yeah. it, bring a thermos. You're fine. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go through a couple passes. Yeah. That's the only you, thing I that think, I think the 4th of July pass was, is about middle. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah. So I tried to say mining sure. camps up there. Yeah. Meanwhile, Megan, you can like drive an hour and a half and hit like four states, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So actually, I can, I can actually stand in four states, I believe, if I hit the right spot. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> so Maggie, why don't you tell us um, we had you here not that long ago as your alter ego right i was here as sabrina a couple yeah. uh, mm. two months ago for my paranormal i yep. loved it i loved yep. it thank yeah. you thank you yeah actually there is a spot here in connecticut um then the connecticut new york massachusetts there's a spot that you can be sitting in standing in like three states in, in okay. literally one spot i think it's on bear mountain if i recall correctly or one mountain i can't remember exactly the spot so um you could stand in three or four states there's actually one spot there might even be yeah. maybe you'll hit new hampshire too i don't remember exactly like a hand in in each one and then a foot <laughs> you have four feet others. or if you want to play twister you could actually do it so there is okay. a spot you can do that it's interesting it's, really kind of it's actually marked um, that was in my hiking days, which was many, many years ago. I do not hike. I do not camp. I do not do any of that anymore. I am fully yeah. indoor house cat. <laughs> okay. So um, Megan, if you came and visited me, you wouldn't even hike around the lake. It's a straight flat. Hike. Well, I would do that. Yeah, I would do okay, that. Okay. All right. Do. We call I'm that walking. You. Well, we call I'm that walking. You. I don't call that hiking. Okay. It's 11 Isn't miles. Strolling Dawn for 11 miles. 11, miles, 11 miles. That's not a stroll. That's a commitment. Halfway point is a is a waterfall, though. I mean, stunning, gorgeous waterfall. Yeah, get me an ATV, get me a horse, get me a, a cowboy. I'll consider it. Well, we could do a horse from one side. Did you so, just say a cowboy, Deborah? No, I said segue. Megan oh, said cowboy. I, I thought said you cowboy. said you'd ride a cowboy around the lake. I'm uh, sorry. I'm just uh, yeah, that's a whole different conversation. That was on me. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. romance happy hour, so mm -hmm. save a horse, ride a cowboy, right? <laughs> I like mm -hmm. Deborah. I write westerns. I mean, yeah, we all do. Hands up we if you ride cowboys. Yes, I would definitely come visit you, Dawn. I would not walk 11 miles. Okay, um, I would. Yeah, find alternate means of transportation <laughs> and i would not camp. a boat okay fine a boat i would do a boat 
my legs don't walk that far. (laughs) (laughs) And I've done my camping days. I've done my hiking days. Those are long past. I need indoor plumbing and I need the comforts of home, a mattress, a bed, you know, doors. Well, what about glamping? Visit me in my house here. I was just going to say, I have an RV. I have all that with me and I'm still going camping. I have a house and I have bears visit me. An RV would be just a disaster. Yeah. Okay. But really, no, just, I I cannot be in nature. It would, (laughs) it would not be fun. (laughs) Just saying, I do not live in the woods. I do not live in the forest. I live in a populated area and I have coyote, (laughs) bear. Um, Yeah. They come and visit all the time. I'm not really liking this. Okay. So, you know, I keep joking. They're shifters, but they haven't shifted yet. So. Well, it would be Deborah. No, well, you, that you know it. of. That you know of. That exactly. I know of. Right. Do you exactly. have cameras outside your? In the, I do. Outside. Okay. So oh, I you do. do know a little bit. I, oh, I'm checking. Believe me, I'm checking. Okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the day. <laughs> we get um, moose. We get yeah. Moose in Connecticut now. Yeah. Our moose in Connecticut now. I have not seen one yet. I'm waiting because mm-hmm. that will be the next thing to show up my front door. Just saying, they're going to be yeah. there. We get all kinds. Yeah. I don't know. So, but um, I write Westerns, as I said, I write small town, small town, Western. Um, and I'm mostly leaning toward the small town, although I do write cowboys and I write paranormal. I live in here in Connecticut, living the dream. Uh, my Westerns are set in Montana, mm-hmm. in Don's world. I do need to go visit Don. I need to go. Yeah. Don. I I'll show you all the cowboys stuff. He's make me hike in camp. So I'm not liking this. So I'm thinking... Maybe I don't go visit Don. I won't make you camp. Yeah, he's Ma- in your RV. No, I won't make RV. you camp. Yeah. I, I won't make you camp or hike if you really don't want to, but you will actually want to when you see the views. You'll want to go walk around and see more views. Actually, we had a friend who is, she's from Russia, right? She was here visiting a couple weeks ago. We stopped at this one little pullout in the mountains, um, and we realized as we were halfway through that it was a mountain lion graveyard. It was oh. all of her kills over the whole winter oh, were no. just like scattered around. So I'm like, and then was- I, when I went to pee in the bushes, I found like all the, the bones down the trail. And I was like, oh, honey, we probably shouldn't tell him this, but we should probably <laughs> get going because... I'm pretty sure she's still around. Yeah. <laughs> you come out of the forest and be like, hey, how are you like, doing? If I was there. I, I yeah. have to say, there's like probably close to 20 kills there. So I was like, yeah, she lives here. Let's go. <laughs> this is her territory. I can show you that, that if you want. It's hers. <laughs> All right. We, but yeah, we got to get going. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we have been chatting for um, a long time about... Yeah nature we, we need to move on and yeah. Beavers, Bears, montana <laughs> Lots of lanes. So i think deborah yeah. is going to read for us first mm-hmm. okay and this will be sorry do you need go to ahead. the story or anything are you going to start with chapter one or do you no, I'm gonna... yeah do chapter one it's called loving goldie um this is the first time i've ever read my work live oh yay oh okay you let us know um, you're ready. Okay. This is uh, another um, Insta Love romance workplace, single mom. Um, a lot of my characters tend to be a little bit older, 35 ish and up. This, this character um, 
is in early 40s. So. Okay, we will leave you, you to it and we'll be back when you're done. Okay. Chapter one, Goldie. The relief of being pain-free was, well, to be honest, I'm still trying to get used to it. Even the twinge of discomfort I feel almost a month after my surgery has nothing on the years-long grip endometriosis had me had on me. Keeping me from so many life events, my own, but especially of those of my daughter, Lillianne. The saying, new year, new you, couldn't be more apt. At 41 years old and almost four weeks out from a hysterectomy, I was ready for the next chapter in my life. Better health, a new career, and now finally my own home. No more renting. This new year was going to be our best yet. Even if I couldn't give my daughter the one thing she's asked Santa for since she could talk, a sibling. She'd been forced to grow up too fast without her father in the picture, then having and thankfully beating childhood cancer. Sighing, I didn't want to go down that particular part of memory lane, so I pushed all thoughts of what I couldn't give my daughter and focused on all the positives in my life. Today was my first official day back to work at Carter Security. I loved my job as a scheduling operator. Right now, I was assisting other account managers and hoped to gain my own accounts when I reached my one-year anniversary. We specialized in all we specialize in all forms of security services and protection from high-profile athletes, multi-million-dollar businesses, or wealthy clients who required various forms of personal security, on-site services, or system-wide technical expertise. I finally felt as if I found my place with this company, and best of all, it provided an excellent health plan, and the salary was more than I'd ever thought I'd ever earn. I decided to meet Kirsten, one of my closest friends, for lunch. Typically, I brought my lunch to work as the company has a nice break room, but today I needed a boost of her positivity to get me through the nerves of returning to work. Hey, sorry I'm late. I offered to drop off a last-minute order not far from here. Kirsten sat down grinning at me, then reached across the table and squeezed my hand. Hey, I know that look. What's up? I seem to remember you telling me that brooding over things you couldn't change was behind you now that you've had your surgery. Leaning back, she scanned the menu just as the waiter arrived. Giving him our orders, we declined his offer of a bottle of wine. Maybe next time we have to go back, maybe next time, we have to go back to work after this. He gave me an unexpected once-over, which left me in a bit of a shock. When was the last time a man had checked me out? I mean, he was at least 20 years younger, but still, he was cute. My heart sped up at his attention. Look at you, you're practically glowing over there, getting lingering looks from hot younger guys. I'm telling you, Goldie, this is your year. I'm so happy you're healthy. Lily's happy and healthy too, plus your awesome new job. Now you just need a man. Head spinning from Kirsten's sudden arrival and optimistic words, I laughed at the last part of her statement. Scanning the restaurant, I watched as the waiter walked away, stop at the bar and enter our order onto a tablet definitely too young. He glanced over his shoulder and caught me checking him out. I felt my cheeks warm as I quickly glanced away. Unfortunately, in doing so, my gaze landed on a table full of men, which included the owners of the company I worked for. They were with a couple of our soon-to-be clients. Kirsten's earlier comment about needing a man popped into my head because the one man who would have been at the top of my list, if I had a list of men I wanted to date, 
was a boss I considered totally off limits and out of my league. And he was staring at me. I couldn't look away. Then in a sexy ascend move, one of his eyebrows lifted, his full lips morphed into a brilliant smile. I wanted to melt into the floor. Oh man, he was hot and even more so when he smiled. Women from the age of 18 to 80 didn't stand a chance around this man. Somewhere around 6'1-ish and leanly muscled, he was a walking fantasy. And he'd been in mine a little too often lately. What should I do now? I'd been caught and now knowing Ford Carter, he'd find a way to tease me. He was the laid back of the two owners who happened to be cousins and he was single. But I knew how dangerous workplace relationships could be. So I locked down my attraction to him from day one but a girl could still look. I'd met Lillianne's father at work almost 11 years ago and swore I'd never go through that nightmare again. It didn't matter how nice, sexy, and smart he was, Ford was off limits. I not only needed this job, I wanted this job, and that was a first for me. Unlike past jobs I took only to pay the bills, I could see myself working at Carter Security for a long time. Ford's look had not only ignited a full body flush, but unleashed a warm swarm of butterflies in my lower belly. Gathering my wits, I shrugged my shoulders and broke eye contact. The waiter's attention had been nice and it gave me, gave my ego a much needed boost. But the look from Ford, heck, any look from him often produced dangerous feelings within me. Okay, every time he looked my way. And maybe I had given in to the if only daydreams a time or two where the if only became the dream of us meeting when I was younger, healthier, et cetera, et cetera. But I tried to keep them to a minimum since it left me all kinds of frustrated. Wait, what did I miss? Why are you all red? Kirsten's voice and eyes held concern and confusion. She looked around the restaurant and I knew the moment she spotted the reason for my reaction. Ford was no lo longer looking at me, but that didn't really matter. Somehow, she'd pick up on my attraction to him without me ever saying a word. It's what good friends inherently knew about each other, like how I knew she was holding tight onto her feelings for Dr. Jack Monroe without ever telling me what was going on between them. It made me think perhaps I should find out what was really going on and offer any help I could, considering he'd been my surgeon. Tell me again why you're not going after that tall drink of water, Kirsten smirked. Rolling my eyes, I wiggled in my seat. I couldn't shake that look from Ford. I really don't know what you mean. He's basically my boss, so he's off limits, even if he was interested in me, which he's not. A different person delivered our lunch, thank goodness. I really didn't want to deal with whatever the first waiter might have had on his mind. I was terrible at letdowns, hence why I'd stayed with my ex way too long. Smiling at the server, we waited until we were alone again to continue our conversation. Keeping my eyes forward, I fought the urge to look back over at Ford's table. Goldie, you're a beautiful woman. There's no reason to write off finding a man to share your life with. You've been fighting to become healthy again for so long. You deserve to let loose. Have fun. So why not him? Not wanting to argue, I ignored her question, then dug into my meal. 20 minutes later, after taking the not-so-subtle hint to change the subject, Kirsten was telling me about Holly's, her boss at Just Desserts, whirlwind romance and upcoming marriage to Zane Snow. He was the brother of Noelle Snow Scott, a friend and wife of Tia Scott, one of the owners of the Idaho Outlaws, a United States Baseball League team, and one of the Carter Security's biggest clients. In fact, I'd been working with one of their players before taking time off for my surgery. So you up for going out on New Year's Eve? 
Harlow told me she invited you. Harlow worked for the Idaho Outlaws and was married to Zach, and that meant Ford would probably be there too. I wasn't sure I could handle being in a social situation where he would have a date and I didn't. Maybe your sitter, Ms. Barker, can watch Lily. Ms. Baker can watch Lily. Kirsten was seven years younger than me with the drive and energy to still party, but I was more than happy curled up on the couch with my daughter, watching movies or reading one of my cozy mysteries. Come on, all the cool kids are doing it. I bet Ford will be there. Grinning, she reached for the check before I could grab it. Where am I supposed to be? Hi, Goldie. Ford somehow had magically appeared at our table without me noticing. How do you do that? Even at work, he had a way of sneaking up on me. I hope you don't mind the interruption. Zach and I were having lunch with the team from RJ Imports, and I didn't want to leave without stopping by. His dark brown eyes twinkled and his smile. Darn it, it should be certified dangerous. Another round of fluttering erupted in my belly, and even though I no longer had a uterus, the way he was looking at me had me envisioning a baby boy with Ford's dark eyes and dimples, and that was not just dangerous, but crazy. I could never give him a child, and I had no business thinking about anything could happen between us. He was not the man for me. Not at all. Ford, this is my friend, Kirsten Stafford. She manages Just Desserts. He took Kirsten's hand and a rush of jealousy overtook me. Darn it. I had no claims on him, but it took me a minute to calm my heartbeat and stop thinking about removing her hand from his forcibly. Uh, thanks for stopping by. I'll be back to the office soon and be ready to. No rush. Enjoy your lunch. We're all glad you're back. You look great, by the way. In fact, you're glowing. Right? I was just telling her that, Kirsten said. What did he mean? Was he just being polite? Was he flirting with me? For a moment, no one said anything. Too tongue-tied to respond, I nodded, then sat Kirsten a pleading look. She took my hint, saving me. It was nice meeting you, Ford. Maybe we'll see you at Zach and Harlow's New Year's Eve party? That would be great. Nice to meet you as well. Ford grinned at her, then turned back to me. See you later, Goldie. He paused, giving me another quick but interested look before leaving. Both Kirsten and I walked, watched him walk away. As soon as he passed through the front door, she turned to me, smirking. That man wants you, Goldie. If a guy looked at me the way he was just looking at you, I'd be running after him. Blinking rapidly, I shook my head. You're wrong. He's that way with all the employees. He's nice to everyone. Keep telling yourself that, my friend. But I want an update later on about how the rest of your day at work goes. A half hour later, as I settled behind my desk, I was still stunned at what happened at the restaurant. Was Kirsten right? Was Ford really attracted to me? And if he was, what was I going to do about it? And that's chapter one. What was she going to do about it? What indeed. <laughs> Love it. Thank you very much for sharing that with yes. us. Sorry, I laughed at a couple spots. You know how you just read something? <laughs> so yeah. at your, especially when it's your own writing. Uh -huh. yeah. No, it's yes. great to laugh at your own stuff. I mean, I, I'm sure we've all been there where we were sitting there going. <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. What was the yeah. title of that, Deborah? It's called Loving Goldie. Okay. And it's part of the Perfectly Imperfect series and where it's where each writer picks like 
the heroine or the hero has some kind of either trauma or, um, you know, health issue that they've overcome. And now they're moving on in their life and finally getting serious about their love life. Um, And this happened to be about, happens to be about endometriosis and having a hysterectomy, which I had. So, so I love that. Slide that in there and there, I just posted a link in there, I think. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it's wide. I I just put it wide too. Oh, you Uh, did. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. You know, that no, is that's, what, that's okay. um, and it's 99 cents on Amazon, it looks like. Right. Um, that is what is so frustrating is to me, at least, is, you know, there's not like a good place unless an author posts, you know, like, here's your books to read link or, you know, like a genius mm-hmm. link or something where you have mm-hmm. like one link where you can get all of them easily. There's, yeah. Yeah. So when you go, you know, for books wide, it's like, unless I know what your books to read link is or genius link or something like that. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if there was just a somewhere central location. I know. <laughs> like a library. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I know people can do that on their website. You know, if, right. if you have like, all your books on your website, you can have all the links on your website, but yeah. 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 You have to get them all individually. I know. Or a nook reader mm-hmm. or they read on Apple or, you know, it's mm-hmm. just, it would be nice to, yeah. Very nice yeah. to be able to have those. So yeah. Well, we do have a couple putting... questions. Sorry. Okay. okay. Go ahead. I'm. I was. I. I thought we'd answer two and then hear from Megan and then answer okay. the rest. Okay. Good plan, Don. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So, if you could choose three people to invite to a dinner party, who would they be and why? <sighs> why? Why would I want to? Why? I know. That's what I was thinking. One, two. (laughs) Karen, of course, would be at mine. I'm sure she would be a great topic of a conversation. She knows everybody. I don't know if I'd want to meet any of my... um, People that I, like, admired who were, like, in the public domain because you know i don't you don't want to meet them because then they don't they're they become a different entity they don't you know they don't meet your expectations right or what you think of them right right and you can be a rude person yeah yeah Yeah, you can make stuff in your head about them and pretend and and that's why we are writers Mm -hmm. um so i would probably want to go to dinner with other writers because we have so much in common to talk about and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like you would have to think about all the different things that you should already know about them. Cause it'd be more mm-hmm. like a discovery thing. So I would probably go to dinner with you three over any of my favorite. No, I'm serious. That would be awesome. Yeah. You know, I'd love to have dinner with other writers. Yeah. I, I feel like we that. may have influenced your answer. Yeah, but I will um, say that so I very it's um, a little bit different. Yes. So yes. I easy cop out, right? I write paranormal, and I've always and I love fantasy romance. And I remember watching years ago. I can't remember the name of the movie now, but I remember hearing that C.S. Lewis 
J.R.R. Tolkien, and it was a third person. I can't remember who it was. All these big name fantasy writers, you know, like the like the big greats, right? Way back in the early, you know, early between World War One and Two, used to get together at Oxford and, and they at a bar and would drink and have their conversations when they were building and writing and all that. Mm-hmm. I think they would be fascinating to talk to and just to sit mm-hmm. and listen to, not even have dinner with, just to sit and listen to how right. they evolved those worlds that have been so um, foundational mm-hmm. to so many authors today. But I don't think I would be confident enough to actually have dinner with them. I'd probably want to sit at a table adjacent to them just to listen. <laughs> yes. I don't think I'd exactly. be confident enough to sit there because they were brilliant people. I'm not a brilliant person. Um, but I do love having dinner with authors because, but I also, and also with readers, because I just love to talk about books mm-hmm. and I love to yeah. hear readers perspective on the books that we love and on books that they love. And I love hearing authors and their process because I'm, I am a plotter. So I love to hear all of that. So Mm -hmm. I can't say that I would pick anyone specific besides those three. There's a couple others that I I would probably cherry pick out of the fantasy genre, but I just would love to sit and just anybody I could sit and talk to about books and about writing. I, I definitely would love to do it. That's what I miss about RWA chapters. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not even in the RWA anymore, but when we did have a local chapter, which is gone now and has been for a few years, that's what I loved about that. We go out to lunch afterwards. Yeah. 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 I would have to say my agent, an editor that's interested in my book and a movie producer. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm going to write that down. Can I steal that? Okay. See, and I was going a completely different direction. Yeah. Um, I was going to say my dad and my grandma oh. and my oh. grandpa, because they're all passed. Oh, they're all passed oh. So, oh love that. I, was say. that would be a good dinner. So it would okay, be a good dinner. dinner. And, and we would have steak. Uh, oh, steak. <laughs> you would order for them? We you're would like, have, excuse we me, have you steak. may be back from the dead, but you're having <laughs> Um, That would be what we would have. I mean, that's what they would. Oh, okay. they would want it. Okay. That would be what we'd have. I mean, that just would be what we'd have. Yes. Okay. Steak, so. nothing else. Yeah. Well, with all the other stuff too. Okay. 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 And no, just a little steak. <laughs> okay. I have found us one more question real quick. And then we got to hear from Megan. What is the most difficult part of your writing process? I'm going to start it by saying off getting time to do it. But I mean, that's me at this point. That's my yeah, that right now, that's for me right now, that, that's been a bit challenging because my day job has gotten really crazy. But I think the most difficult part, um, honestly, has lately has been edits because I've been I'm going through a very tough edit right now on a book mm-hmm. and um, a book that I thought was actually going really well. And then it took a left turn and I have some very significant edits and I'm struggling with them. Um, so when, you know, you think everything's going great and you're like right at the very end and there's always a difficult point in every book and and it differs with every book. You always hit a difficult point in a book and, um, it usually, it differs for every book for me. Every book has its own point that is, is very difficult. Um, right now I'm going through some very challenging edits and part of that is because of time and some other challenge personal challenges outside of writing that is limiting 
my time to devote to it, unfortunately, because of um, the day daily challenges. But um, yeah, edits, edits can be, and, and that's where your book shines. You know, first draft, you're getting it down, you're letting it all flow and let it all hang out. And then you've got to pull yourself back out of the stuff you love and say, yes, I love this scene. It's the most wonderful, amazing scene ever, but it doesn't work. And you have to cut it all out because it doesn't work. And you just, and you want to throw your two-year-old temper tantrum and say, but it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. It is wonderful. And my editor says it doesn't work. And while I could turn around and say, I don't care what you think. I love it. My editor will say to me, well, yeah, but. Yeah. One thing I learned was, or did a couple times, was to take those and use it for marketing later. Like, this is my favorite scene that had to be cut. And you're, like, marketing it. Like, hey, sneak yeah. peek scene that mm-hmm. I love. But right. that's, you know, anyways. I've but done yeah, that. I feel I you. I feel you. It's like, it's yeah. like. It's having like to choose yeah your favorite child which like, i have some i'm just not gonna say who they are <laughs> they i like the they part yeah, yeah. I think no it's it, sometimes it's like cutting off part of your yeah. heart but yeah she's absolutely right she's 100 right i just you you have to mourn that piece that you're having to get rid of and yeah I'm still in the morning phase and I'm not happy Aww. about it. And Casey, who's on this call, can totally understand because she hears me every night during sprints. Like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'll get over it. Yeah. I'm just having to kick my own butt to do it. So edits. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with edits. Right now it's a hate-hate relationship. Aww. Great question, Karen. Thank you. Yeah. And what about you, Deborah? Um, I think right now, to be honest, is the sex scenes lately. No. Because since I switched to writing like the shorts, um, it's like, I feel like I'm, I'm describing everything the same way. Oh, I feel like that sometimes too. And then, yeah. yeah. Like, how right. many times can I say he kissed her? Like, right. like, yeah. How can I describe that? Or, or how many times can I describe a kiss? The flow yeah. of the scene and, and, and yeah. And I don't know mm. if it's an age thing because I didn't have th- this problem. I started off writing longer novels, sports romances. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would have like three or four, like open door scenes, you know, in a 50 K word novel mm-hmm. and then now that I'm anywhere from 10 to 20 word 20,000 words a book yeah it's been weird so and I'm not you know I'm not shy about you know I'm they're steamy so I don't have a problem using the appropriate language that you know you we put in our books it's just like mm. yeah last two it's been, the, it's been the major sex scene that has been the last thing that I've actually written for the stories i think sometimes in the shorts um because i've written some shorts recently um i feel like maybe there's not as much time and as much um as much space Space. to really dig into the characters and so i think sometimes like i feel like you really have to know the characters yourself you know because i'm a Mm -hmm. discovery writer and so, mm-hmm. you know, like, I might write, like, 25,000 words before I start to really get a feel for my characters when I'm writing a full-length book. 
but in the shorts, you have to really know them um, yeah. really fast. And so I think sometimes, you know, when I've done shorter books, you know, it's like if I don't really know the characters, then I feel like some of my writing does sound more, you know, I don't want to say generic, but it's not as personal to those two characters. Mm-hmm. It, it, but I mean, I think that's something that that I've noticed with my writing. Um, yeah. Just and, I, and I'm more of a character-driven um, yeah. writer than plot. So mm-hmm. that, that's why it's so hard. It's because I just don't yeah. want to write a sex scene for the sake of right. sex. You know, it needs to be right. something that is meaningful between the characters. Um, yeah. And then also moves the story along. Right. Yeah. So. Well, sure. shall we hear from Megan? Yes, we Yay. need to. Oh, my gosh. I know. Time, and we need to hear from Megan. Yes. I'm enjoying the conversation tonight, Megan. (laughs) You're you're not running out of reading. You've been on here before. You know that we always go a few minutes late. Yep. So I'm doing the right cowboy. Yep, the right cowboy. Um, This is a uh, book three in my Granite Junction series. For those of you who may have heard about my Granite Junction series before. It's a small town western. um, Western uh, cowboy adjacent. So they're all cowboy adjacent, but it's all about a small town in Montana. Dawn. Wait, this way. Sorry. So trying to orient myself. Um, and Dawn, if Dawn reads it and t- she'll tell me everything I got wrong about Montana. Oh. Um, <laughs> She's good at great. that. I'm, I'm sorry, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> and she is welcome to do so. I have a rogue beefalo in here because I thought oh. it might be fun. He's, he's a lot of fun. So yeah. um, I like to have a little character or some sort of a little something or other that kind of, I like animals in my books. Um, I don't always get one in there, but I like to have something. On uh, the first book, I had a horse, a demon horse, basically. In this I one, I have a beef They're fun I think to ride. They, well, I think you would like that, sir. Um, and then this one is um, Buford. Oh, uh, Buford is my beefalo who okay. um, plays a little bit of a matchmaker at times um, in the book. And he actually, Buford came from um, when I was actually plotting this book. I was up in Vermont when I was plotting this book. And in my, in the town next to my hometown, there was a um, beefalo that escaped from, <laughs> from a train. They were heading toward the great beyond they were taking a whole bunch of critters to the great beyond and he escaped oh. and he was on the run for about eight months in and i was following that story and i'm like he is so gonna have to be in this book so he is in the book as buford and uh he will continue he will come back in a couple more books um here and there so uh just just mentioned he's not going to play a major role but in this book he plays a major role so um this, this particular scene is right after um, my heroine comes to town for the first time. She is a, um, she's a transplant. She's actually passing through and she has never, she hasn't, has not seen her father since she was seven. And she feels he left and abandoned her when in reality, her mother told him to leave and not come back um, because he was an alcoholic and she wanted him to, to leave them so that they could have a better life without him and he cleaned himself up but he didn't come back and she felt abandoned by him and she's on her way to the west coast and she decides she's going to see him and get some closure 
and her car of course breaks down in granite junction okay and she needs buford and she's like what was that thing that just walked in front of me (laughs) i was gonna have bigfoot but i figured i can't necessarily have bigfoot i would have liked bigfoot but (laughs) bigfoot would not work in a small town romance so we went with you never know you could save that for another book oh it's coming in another book all right (laughs) okay well we will leave you to it and we'll be back when you're done okay nathan holt pulled into the scenic overloop picnic area scanning for any signs of the motorist in distress his dispatcher had called him at home on his morning off saying his deputies were busy and asked him to drive by rosie mcintyre was a bit of a motherly type an older woman who had been with the department since his father had been chief, and she liked to offer her suggestions whether or not they were wanted. But she knew everybody in town, their past, and how they connected to everyone, and she was as valuable as one of his detectives, only she baked better. So she obliged her by hauling his butt out to the overlook to find this motorist who Rosie assured him was not from this area based on her accent. Sure enough, an old metallic gray Camry was parked just inside the drive to the spot looking forlorn and alone. There was smoke coming from under the hood, a nasty smell emanating from the vehicle. It wasn't going anywhere soon. Where was the driver? Confident to wish him flaring, he called but heard no response, no motion from inside the vehicle. He surveyed the area cautiously. He learned from his father's death that danger could come for a cop, even from people you knew the best, never mind a stranger from the area. So he would proceed with caution until he knew the situation. He began walking in circles, drawing closer to the car until he saw a fluttering piece of paper on the windshield. Keeping one eye on the surrounding area, he grabbed the paper and read the note. Then he pulled out his walkie-talkie, radioing dispatch. Found the vehicle, no occupant, though a note says the owner's at the overlook. Nice view today, clear day, Rosie drawled. He shrugged, though she couldn't see him. He glanced at the back seat, seeing a red lace bra sticking out of a small bag in the back seat. Was the caller female? Yep. Didn't I mention that? He scowled, but didn't bother to reply. I'm going to the beach to check on the driver. Tell Monroe that's where I'll be. Any ETA? Nah. He's still dealing with that accident with Joe. But they're almost done. He ended the call and headed down the path. When he got to the end, he froze in his tracks. Sitting on the top of the picnic table, her legs perched on the seat, was a woman. Her red hair and a messy bun in her head tank top that gave him more than a tantalizing glimpse of tan skin and a pair of worn paint knot jeans that left little to the imagination. The chick was smoking hot. His dormant hormones stood up and noticed. Though, as the sheriff, oogling woman, women, was not in the handbook, except under things that triggered disciplinary procedures and dismissals. It would suck if he had to cite himself for violations, and he would do it. Those were the rules, after all. Her eyes widened when she saw him, and she slid from the table, walking toward him with a loose-limbed gait, her hips swaying a little as she moved. He steeled himself against his body's reaction and cursed small-town life where the sheriff had no privacy to date, find a one-night stand, or even a friends-with-benefits situation to blow off steam. To soothe the itch that was burning under his skin, the pulsing need that he could mostly ignore until someone like this woman showed up and reminded him of what he was missing. Well... Her and when he saw his friends finding love and fawning all over each other. It was enough to make him sick, or so he told himself when he wasn't jealous of them. But he knew everyone in town and in the county and in the surrounding area. 
No one had flipped his switch in a long time. He had convinced himself that he'd been destined to be alone. And that was for the best, especially for a sheriff. I expected a tow truck driver, not a cop. I'm feeling all kinds of special now. She glanced toward the tree line and hesitated. Do you have cows up here? Even her throaty voice arrowed straight to his cock, a complication he didn't need right about now. Act professionally, Nathan. He'd never had to tell himself that before. Of course, most of the people he interacted with were either former classmates of his or friends of his mother's, none of which he needed or wanted to see naked. He gave her a curt nod, regaining his professionalism. He flashed his badge. I'm Sheriff Holt. The tow truck is on its way, and I don't think any of the ranchers have any cows up this way unless some of them got loose, and I would have heard about that. Did you see something? She glanced at the tree line again, her brow furrowing. I'm not sure what I saw. I thought it was a cow, but not any kind of cow I've ever seen. He groaned. Describe it. She arched her eyebrow at his demand, but only gave him a sharp look before responding. It was shaggy, kind of like a buffalo, but it didn't look like the pictures I saw in my history book. Small horns, kind of a weird shape. I got a picture. She handed him her phone and he sighed. Of course, he just missed the rogue. He'd been chasing that darn beefalo around the county for a couple of months now. Buford even had his own section in the town paper for sightings. That's Buford. He's a beefalo, cross between a bison and a cow. Result is a little bizarre, could look differently depending on how much of each side they got. Buford looks a lot like a bison with horns and shaggy fur, but smaller features like a cow. He can be ornery, so if you see him wandering around loose again, call the station. She gave him a brief salute. Will do, Sheriff. He resisted the urge to roll his eyes. Thanks name she smirked wow back to business and here i thought we had a moment over your beefalo whatever i'm abby and i'm just passing through had a little car trouble so i called 911 he noted her omission of a last name interesting no triple a she laughed you saw the state of my car right do you think i can afford triple a do you even have that out here he'd scanned the car to ensure there weren't any weapons and it had appeared she would live in out of her car so it was a fair statement I don't make assumptions, ma'am. I only deal in facts. She stared at him for a long moment, then buried her fingers in her hair and shook out the bun, letting her hair fall around her shoulders. How do you walk with that stick up your butt? Heat flooded his face, and he frowned at the teasing tone. Ma'am, she shook her head. I'm not that old officer. Please don't ma'am me. Call me Abby. Care to share your last name? For the first time, she looked uncomfortable and glanced away. I'd prefer not to stay. And I'd prefer to be enjoying my breakfast, but we can't all have what we want. The words just came out before he could stop them. And she looked over, a smile crossing her face. Well, you can make a joke. Gaines, Abby Gaines. And I'm headed to Granite Junction. For now. Like I said, I'm just passing through. Well, we're not a big hub of commerce, so if your car needs a part, it could take a while. Do you know what went wrong? She frowned and glanced down the path toward the parking lot. It just stopped running, then smoke billowed out from the hood. Figured that was bad. I was lucky no one was around me and I could coast to this pull-off here. We don't get a lot of traffic out this way. You're lucky you had cell service. His walkie-talkie squawked and he listened for a moment. Sounds like your toe is here. Shall we check it out, Miss Gaines? She jerked at the name, then nodded. Interesting reaction. Almost as if she didn't recognize it. She headed down the path, pausing next to him. Thank you, Sheriff. A sly grin crossed her face. I'll do my best to abide by your laws while I'm in your town. Somehow, he thought she'd push the boundaries, 
but he didn't think she'd break the law. Just skirt the edges a little bit, but he'd monitor her just the same. We're coming back. <laughs> Slowly but surely. There we go. Slowly but surely. Very nice. Yeah. I like the accent too. <laughs> nice job on the uh, trying to slip one in there a little bit from the Connecticutan. 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 Is that correct? Yeah. There's a few names people have for us, but you know we're on a PG site, so you know. As if you come from Massachusetts or New York, we'll we'll keep it PG. Got it. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I like this uh, banter. That was mm -hmm. that yeah. Was fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah yes and Thank the description you. of the beefalo yeah um yeah i'm i'm team buford already i can <laughs> cheer buford, for, cheer buford for likes you. abby he he follows her around basically <laughs> and he doesn't like nathan he definitely gives nathan a hard time he always just misses nathan or nathan just misses buford but buford really likes abby a lot and she sees him all the time mm -hmm. so and buford definitely is a matchmaker for them Okay. Yep. He shows up a few times in the book. And how many books are in that series? There's three right now. Um, and the edits that I'm working on right now is for the fourth book. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be out this summer. Rebellious gotcha. Boy. Gotcha. Yep. Were there any last minute questions, Dawn? I know we're, we're there we got, time, but We had two. So let's just do one. Let's okay. just do one. Uh, let's do this one. What is your favorite simple pleasure? Oh, I thought you were going to do the one from Jen because we, we. Oh, I didn't one. see. Oh, gosh. It's okay. Yes. We'll do two. Okay. We'll do two. So, okay, we'll do two. Yes. Didn't see it. Sorry. Simple pleasure. Who's going first? You can go, Deborah. Oh, okay. Um, being able to take a nap. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love naps. Nice. I do love naps. Yeah. Yes. I cannot sleep though during the day. And so it, it definitely is a pleasure when I can, mm -hmm. but I, I cannot turn deep. my brain off. Yeah. I can just do like that almost like lucid dreaming type where you're mm -hmm. in, in between. And sometimes I'll, I'll do it uh, if I'm stuck in a story. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll yep. just, instead of frustrating myself in front of the, the computer, then I'll just yep. go lie down. Mm -hmm. No, That's I like scary. naps. Naps are good things. Yeah. Naps are wasted on the young. They are. Wasted. Although but I, I like to young too. I've always been a napper. <laughs> I do. I like, I like naps. I can nap. I love to nap. But my, my simple pleasure is tea. I love tea. Oh, I love all nice. different kinds of tea and I will explore tea whenever I can. Yeah. Okay, next. Do you read when you're writing a new book? I do. I'm always reading. I'm always reading. I may not always read in the same genre I'm writing because I don't like to influence yeah. tone, ideas, anything like that. So if I'm writing paranormal, I will not be writing paranormal. If I will not be reading paranormal. If I'm 
writing contemporary, I will not be reading contemporary. I will, or if I'm reading a contemporary, like if I'm writing small town, I won't be reading small town. I'll be reading something very, very different. Um, so I tend to, I'm always reading because I think it, that is my way to relax at night. Um, and I like to keep up with what my favorite authors and friends are doing. And I have a lot of favorite authors out there. So I'm always reading. So I can't stop reading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if I'm really into a story that I'm writing, I can't read um, somebody else's story but if i'm struggling um sometimes i can't read either anybody mm -hmm. else so I, I it's hit or miss for me um mm -hmm. so yeah yeah sometimes i feel like i can't write as well if i'm not reading a lot mm -hmm. you know it's like i feel like i i don't know so it's interesting to yeah see how different people handle things kind of goes in cycles too i mean yeah i'll definitely read when i should be writing <laughs> right there are and times i don't read as much that's absolutely true deborah there are times i don't read as much yeah i and sometimes that's when i'm like on deadline or i'm really like racing to the end and, and the book is going really well. Like if the book is flowing really well, sometimes I will read a lot less because I don't want anything interrupting the flow. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes during those times I'll reread a book because I'll want to do something before bed to just yeah. mellow out. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Cause there's nothing that's going to keep me out of my sink. Yeah. Out of my focus, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Hmm interesting everybody has a different yeah. process that's what's yeah like. for real mm -hmm. well, i used I to be able to watch tv and write sorry that just popped into my head no, that was okay. one thing i used to do a lot mm -hmm. uh, i can't do that anymore yeah i can't do that at all yeah huh that's crazy yeah mm -hmm. yeah well i know that we are um Pushing over up against time, time we, we yep. went over. We always go over. We always minutes. do. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for joining us. Uh, we are very, very uh, excited that you both could make it tonight and very grateful that you came on. And I know it's always um, nerve wracking a little bit to read your own work in front of other people. And so I got over it my first time. So. Yay! You did great. Yay. I know we're just always so appreciative. It's so much fun to to hear authors read their own work. I don't know. I, I think um I think our viewers, our listeners, really get a a kick out of that. So so thank you for being brave. We appreciate it. Um, and we do have a giveaway posted. Um, I'm sorry. What'd you say, Deborah? Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, sorry. I, I, I talk too much sometimes. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's there's, I don't, there's not really a delay. It's just, it's sometimes hard yeah. when you're talking to hear somebody else is saying something. Um, but we do have a giveaway posted on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page, and we'll leave that open through Sunday night if you're listening to the replay and want to go over. Um, Deborah is giving away a reader's choice of any one of her ebooks. Mm -hmm. And Megan, you've got a gift card up for grabs. So, yep. so yeah, and there are instructions on how to enter over there. So you can check that out. And then um, 
where's the best place to find both of you? Is there any particular social media platform or website or anything where you spend most of your time? Deborah, Facebook. you want to tell yeah. us? Okay. Facebook? Facebook Deborah Lee's author. Um, Instagram, hit or miss. I tried to really get into it, but I just wasn't, it doesn't work, at least mm -hmm. for me. I don't know how well other authors are finding it, but Facebook seems to be a little bit better. Or okay. my website. And is that Deborah Elise? Yeah, Deborah Elise. Um, or uh, you can do it both ways, DebraElise.com or DebraElieseAuthor.com. Okay. And how about you, Megan? Uh, Facebook is probably the best place to find me at Megan Ryder or Megan Ryder Author. Um, and or my website, which is MeganRyder.com. Um, I am on Instagram. Um, I haven't done as much on Instagram lately. Um, but I do post a lot of different weird things on Facebook, on um, Instagram, including knitting. You'll see my baking bread on there, although it's summertime <laughs> coming, so you won't see me baking as much over there. But I post a lot of um, knitting stuff over there. So uh, if you like knitting, you'll see me over there. Do you knit as much in the summertime as you do in the wintertime? I do. I, I do. But smaller stuff. And I don't always take pictures of them. So, you know, but um yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Facebook is probably the best place to find me. And then of course my website or newsletter. All right. Great. Well, we will be back in a couple weeks. We'll be back the second week of June, the second Thursday with another episode and we'll see you then. Thanks both of you for being with us. And Dawn, as always, it was good to see you. I know. We never get to see each other anymore. <laughs> I know. We don't see each other outside of this anymore because you're too busy. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll see you then and i'll be back from texas then i'll i'll have definitely i'll have my fill of text max by then so i'm yeah. sure i'll be much happy i'll be much happier <laughs> sounds good all right we'll see you Thank next you. time bye, bye. bye everybody. Thank you everybody